みなさんこんにちは。きょう私はステークルのショーン・グランと申します。よろしくお願いします。あ今私がジョイス・ライスさんにインタビューしています。元気ですかはい、元気です。<laughs> so, yeah, this is your second time to London, isn't it? How has it been so far? Well, I guess you haven't spent very long here yet, have you? Well, first of all, I think we need to acknowledge the fact that your Japanese is perfect. <laughs> Yasashi. That's really good. How do you know Japanese? Watashi ga Ishikawa ken san nen kan ni suimashita. Ran nen made. Wow, for what? Ah, Ego no kyoshi datta. Chotto onaji da ne kara, Joy san mo Ego no kyoshi desu ne. Ego no kyoshi? What is that? It's like sensei, but apparently you're not supposed to say sensei as a sensei. It's kind of rude. So you're like, it's like teacher, but like, like English teacher.、Mm-hmm. So, Ego no Kyoshi. What about my English teacher? Oh, no, but you're also, you also teach English to、oh, yeah, yeah, Japanese American yeah, students, do. don't you? Right? Three times a week?、Mm-hmm. Yes. How do you know? <laughs> oh my gosh. This is like a Nardwa moment right now.、Um, yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, you had your first, thank you very much. You had your first show. I always want to do it all in Japanese, but I shouldn't.、Um, Because I, I think you might know better than that. Nah, nah, I'm not that good.、Um, but、uh, yeah, you had your first show、uh, here in January 2017、uh, as part of the Cozy Summit with、um, Cozy Mike. Yeah, how has 2017 been for you since then?、Mm-hmm. 2017 has been, I guess, a dream come true.、Mm. I did. The London show in January. And then, sorry. Okay. And then、um, I was able to perform in Korea and also perform in Japan with Mind Design during his Asia tour. And、um, those are things that I really like aimed for. I really wanted to be able to perform outside of the US and really、um, meet this other audience that I have that I only see through social media. So, I wrote those down as like goals that I wanted to、um, accomplish. And then another thing I wrote down was being able to do a Europe tour. And here I am. So, 2017 has been really amazing.、Um, and it's allowed me to keep aiming high for more things that I want to obtain. Wicked, thank you for joining us、uh, here in Europe once again.、Uh, was that your first time performing in Japan in that way when you were with Mind Design earlier this year? Like, have you performed in Japan a lot or? No, that was my first time performing in Japan.、Mm. And、um, it was a part of his Asia tour. So I did one show, or I did two shows with him actually, and we did. Um, the songs, the like few songs that we've created together. And then I opened up for him for the one of the bigger shows at、um, Visions. Yeah. yeah. Visions, if you don't know, is like the most like famous hip hop club. So if, you're, if you end up in Tokyo at any point, you're going to end up in Shibuya and、uh, have a good time at Visions. I actually saw Mind Design there with Knowledge, El Sweatshirt. Uh, Peanut Butter Wolf, Egyptian Lover, like the, the lineup was stacked、uh, for the Stone Story 20th anniversary. What was that like performing in Japan? Because obviously you're half Japanese. Was that a strangely emotional thing? Were people there go like asking if you're Japanese? Did they realize? Because I mean, being for me as a person that's not Japanese, just to declare that, living in Japan,、uh, especially as a non white foreigner, there was a lot of curiosity around me and a lot of people touching my hair, want to stroke my beard, and my students were crazy over like, 
Kimochi, like touching my bed and stuff. So like, what was that like for you? Because I, I guess you've, that wasn't the first time you've been to Japan. No? It wasn't. Yeah. Have you been like often or? Yes. My mother is Japanese and growing up, she really wanted to make sure that I knew the language and that I would really, I guess, have a great relationship with my family. So I would visit Japan once a year from like being out of her womb to <laughs> 18. Um, so it was really nice um, being able to have family in Japan and be able to travel. I was very fortunate to do that. Um, but I do relate to some of, I guess, the other sides of being um, black and people looking at my hair and saying that it's basa basa. I don't know if you know that word. I don't know that word no. Yeah, it's like uh, like dry, frizzy hair, but has a very negative connotation. Mm. Um, and also, my mom is from a very small town in Japan. Um, Where's that? So it's in Himeji, Hyogo, but the town is called Yamasaki. Yeah. And it's very small. Like, you don't see like non Japanese people there really yeah. in the Inakaya, yeah, the yeah. countryside. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I remember people making fun of me, laughing at me, pointing at me. And my own cousin was a bit kind of embarrassed. Mm. We would walk his dog together. And whenever there were like young kids around, he would kind of hide. And so, like, that was kind of, like, I guess the memories that I had. But, I mean, I didn't really let it bother me so much um, because growing up I in America, I was around a lot, a lot of half-black, half-Japanese families. So there were people who looked like me who went through the things that I've been through. And I don't know. I just I felt more so fortunate to have two parents, you know, um, who come from different cultures yeah so i i really liked it i liked that i knew like different kinds of food i was very open to different things so um in a sense yeah i i really had fun growing up and performing in japan was really fun um because i studied abroad there so a lot of my friends and like classmates came to the show and it was just really cool it was like 20 people and um, it was a really nice reunion. And um, my mom also came. So she was up like until 6 a.m. with all of us backstage. Um, and yeah, it was really nice. Um, and because of Ringo, Mind Design, I've really been able to, um, I guess, attract like a really great following. And I really have a lot of appreciation for him because um, just the whole like stone throw scene, like all of that, I really wasn't familiar with it until I made music with him. Mm. And me even being on this tour, I really feel like it's because of the relationship that I have with him and the music that we've created. Um, so a lot of the people that came to the show were mostly his fans, I think, but I think it was still like fans of mine too because me and him have made music and yeah. even like walking on the street someone came up to me and like recognized wow. me and it was really strange because I've never experienced that in a foreign country so overall it was just 
really cool. Another like great experience. And I just love meeting all the people who listen to my music and who enjoy my music. And I like to hear that they either relate to it or it just makes them feel a certain type of way. Those are the things that I really like to hear and mostly the reason why I like to do what I do. Cool, thank you. Yeah, this interview hasn't gone in the direction I was planning at all, but I'm really enjoying oh, it. Um, I was going to talk about London and I was like, actually, no, like, I mean, the, the Japan point is a good jump off because I have questions in that area anyway. <laughs> I see you looking. It's personal. Himitsu <laughs> dane. Uh, yeah, so a, few, a couple of points there. The EP that you dropped, did that release digitally uh, in, uh, sorry, did that release physically in Japan? Because kind of, it's kind of like a thing that like sometimes even like releases that are only digital um, uh, in America might get a physical release in Tower Records or something like that. Has that happened for you yet or? No, I was offered an opportunity to do a physical release, um, but it didn't work out. Um, but initially I wanted to, I'm such a, I love memorabilia. I love physicals, mostly like vinyl, and I, I've done cassettes before. Um, so I wanted to do a physical release of it, but at the time, and I mean now, I'm an independent artist, and it's kind of difficult to do physical releases. Um, like financially, it's a lot. So I wasn't able to do that for Stay Around EP. But who knows? Like, yes, there are people who do that with Tower Records. Um, and other or other places yes so maybe like in the future um i can do that with the next project that i'm working on um and even then i could still do it because people have responded very well to it so either way i'm sure if it if i ever decide to do it people would still be excited about it oh, yeah, so sure. it's something that i'm definitely thinking about I look forward to having your, one of your releases uh, physically one day. Yeah, you talked about growing up around a lot of uh, half black and half Japanese families. Um, was there a specific reason for that? Like, I mean, you, did you grow up in LA? I mean, uh, no? Where did you grow up? San Diego. Oh, San Diego. Okay. Yeah. What, what state is that? Is it still cat? In California. Okay, good, good. It's I hour drive. Okay, yeah, because America's huge in that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, um how how did that work? Like, I mean, it's very natural to kind of like find communities that kind of fit your bill, fit your needs as well, naturally. But what do you think it is? I'm, I'm not really sure what the question is here, but what do you think it is about, like, is it because it's America and it's not really that hard to find people that had like those kind of mixes or black and Japanese interracial couples? Like people wouldn't necessarily expect that like here, whereas in America it might just be like, of course there's going to be a community for that. Like, what is it about, like, wh why or how? <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. It's okay, no, it's fine. No, it's funny. A lot of people ask me that whenever I tell them, like, oh, like, my best friend and manager, Jasmine, she's yes. half black, half Japanese. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people, they're just like, so there's this Japanese and black community. Like, what is that? People are always fascinated by it. But basically, I'm from San Diego, which is a military town. Uh, and my father served the military he was in the navy for 30 years and um he was stationed in japan and that's how he met my mother mm. and maybe at that time that was like a common thing yeah. um but so a lot of my mom's friends i think were fr like they're all friends and they met like black military men mm. and <clears throat> At around the same time, they all happened to be stationed in San Diego. So I think that's one of the reasons why. Um, 
And yeah, because San Diego is such a, it's a military town. Um, I don't know what it is, but there's like a lot of Japanese markets and um, restaurants. And so for my mom, for example, even though my dad was stationed all over the world, we never moved around with him because she wanted to be able to live in a place where <clears throat> she could have her Japanese markets yeah. and be around her community of people or else she can't really survive <laughs> or yeah, she, yeah. you know, that's just not something she wants yeah, to settle yeah. for. So maybe those other families, those other women had the same, um, the same needs. Mm. And maybe that's why. Um, also I practice Buddhism and it's a, it's like, um, Nichiren Buddhism, which is Japanese Buddhism. And so, I don't know, in San Diego, there were a lot of members and that happens to be a lot of Japanese women too. And they had husbands who were black or even white too. Um, but essentially like, you know, this mixed, um, biracial families. Yeah. Interracial families. So those could be some of the reasons why. But when I was in school, I didn't really meet anyone who had the same background as me. Um, but except for my best friend who I met in middle school. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, I've also heard that you want to record Japanese music. I do want to. So how is that going? Or <laughs> um, I mean, I haven't really indulged in it yet. I actually did do um a song with this Japanese artist Taichi Mukai, and um. What's it called, sir? Yes, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did that song with him, and I sang Japanese with him on that song, Um, but my verse is in English, and so that's one thing that I'm working on. It's like I can speak Japanese, Mm -hmm. but when it comes to writing a song, it's like a completely different thing, Mm, you know. Um, So yeah. It's definitely a goal of mine to do that. And I really, I actually wanted to do that with me and Ringo and Kay Franklin's song, Rocket Science. I wanted to do, yeah, like I wanted to do like a Japanese remix of it because, yeah, because it did so well in Japan. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something cool. Mm. Um, So it's definitely like I'm brainstorming about it. Yeah. Um, and I want to be able to maybe find like a really good songwriter that I can collaborate with, um, to do that. Um, so it's, it's going to be, it's in the works. <laughs> cool. You're performing at the Jazz Cafe tonight. The Jazz Cafe is in Camden and it's really close to a station called Camden Town. Uh, last time I was there, I can't remember who I was seeing, but I took Camden Town to go home and I saw your face on a poster for, it was a clothing ad campaign. Can you tell me about that? So really quick, Camden Town, is that the train? Uh, that's the station that's near. Oh. Yeah, the whole area is Camden. Oh. Camden Town is just the name of the station mm. that's right next to mm. the Jazz Cafe. Okay. Yeah. Yes, so I did a photo shoot with Nike. I think that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> and um, they were doing the Forces Female campaign mm. where they had the Air Force Ones. And their goal was to really have female musicians represent that campaign so i was able to collaborate with um drummer shelby o'neill um camille who plays bass 
Anastasia, who's an amazing vocalist, and Low Leaf, who plays the harp, oh, piano. Yes, and is a great vocalist as well. Yeah. So we all did the photo shoot together and um, just really, I guess, showed the connection of like having a strong life force is what keeps you going as an artist. Mm. And um, yeah, just promoting the Nike campaign um, and emphasizing like that kind of lifestyle. Mm. Um, I didn't know where they were going to put the campaign. So and you did that in America? Mm-hmm, yeah. I did that in like June. <laughs> okay. And um, I knew it was gonna come out in November, but I just didn't know like how big it was gonna be. And mm. um, I heard that they, ha they have like some pictures and posters in Chicago, yeah. but everyone's been like, not everyone, but people have been hitting me up, yeah. showing me how it's in Berlin and it's in London, in yeah, the yeah, yeah. in the tube. <laughs> in the tube. Um, so I think that's so cool. Yeah. Um, and I, I, like ever since I was little, I loved Air Force Ones. Like I would beg my mom to get me like the Valentine's Day edition okay. and the pink and white shoes, so. Doing the shoot was really cool because I love those shoes. Um, so, yeah, it was a really good, fun opportunity. And especially just to work alongside these other really talented women. It was a very um, inspiring experience. Good Morning is now six months old, which is kind of crazy to think about. How did that song come together? Because it's produced by the legendary Jamadee, isn't it? Yes. Um, so, Jamadee... And I have known each other for quite a while now. He he also um, produced this song called Take It Easy that I made with him and um, ASAP P. And um, yes, that song, I just came across it on SoundCloud. Some of like my most favorite beats, I guess, come, yeah, like, well, yeah, like, the best, and even, like, I have this little, it's it's a very short, like, kind of interlude, but it's called I Want You, and it's produced by this guy, Smuv. Oh, he's... I don't know, yeah, like, I don't know where he's from, where he's from. Is he from Berlin? Yeah, yeah, Oh, my God, I wish I had his number. I want to hit him up and invite him to the show, but anyways, um, I found that Good morning, B. Off of Jamadee's um, SoundCloud, mm. and I was just like, "Oh my god, I love this! I love the saxophone so much!" And yeah. just like it just adds a whole another. Yeah, like, it's, especially with that era, that, that kind of like like era that he's kind of producing in mm -hmm. that eighties vibe. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, it's my favorite. No, you're good. No, <laughs> so when I heard that. I just, I guess I kind of do what I always do, which was just freestyle over the beat. Yeah. And for some reason, I heard like Usher's um, nice and slow melody, like lyrics, just yeah. like kind of flow out of me. And um, so I would kind of just put my own twist to it. Mm. And that's how the hook kind of came about. Um, or no, not the hook. Oh yeah, the hook and the for the verse, yeah. Um, so that's how that kind of came together, and I was um, doing it in this back house that I I used to live um, with this woman in Culver City, and she had this back house um, where I could just kind of be as loud as I want and make music. So 
um, yeah, I was just working on that song for kind of a while. It took me a while to um, work on it. But um, my friend Ian Cronin helped me finish the song. And um, yeah, it just kind of came together really smoothly after that. And then I grew up listening to a lot of maxi singles because I wanted to, I guess, really hear what is going on with the song. So with maxi singles, you have the acapella and then you have the instrumental, original, the re- the remix. Yeah. And um, with that, like listening to the acapella, I can really understand the harmonies and what's going on, the ad libs. And then with the instrumental, I can have my own little karaoke session <laughs> so i'm imagining that being in like japanese karaoke places yeah like, yeah like uh, salary man just like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god that's a dream of mine <laughs> so um yeah i wanted to be able to create my own maxi single yeah. after I, I had finished that song with um Jamadi. So then I pitched the idea to some of my favorite producers, Swarvi and Mind Design and Benedek. Yes. They're also homies, aren't they? Jam and D. And mm-hmm. like they work very closely together. They do. They travel. I think they perform together yeah. or they travel together and do shows. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And so, yes, they all put their twist to it. And each one is so um, unique and just really strong. And I'm really happy, like, mm. how that all came out. And then, yep, we did a vinyl of it. And, um, People seem to be responding really well to it. I performed it in, uh, well, I've been in. I've been performing it yeah. on tour, yeah, yeah. and I'm I was happy. in, yeah. Yeah. So, was I in Amsterdam? Oh, on this tour. No, I was in Belgium, okay. Brussels, Brussels, yeah. and um, this guy kept waving his <laughs> phone to me in the audience, and it was good morning. Yeah. He was just like this. It was so cute. So, um. Yeah, it makes me really happy yeah. that people like it. And um, yeah, it's one of my favorite songs. It's really like a true definition of like what I really like mm. to make, like that kind of music, that kind of like 80s R&B. And even like Benedict's version, the whole, um, what is it called? I always forget this. It's like a genre of music. Uh, I, I couldn't define what Benedict <sighs> makes. It's like, it's like very bouncy. Yeah, I, it's the word I can't, I can't remember what it's called, but yeah. it's fine. Um, I love my no, I shouldn't say this, but I really love Benedict's version. Okay, I was gonna, I was gonna ask, not necessarily about that because I didn't want to cause any infighting yeah. among those guys. But uh, have you heard any other remixes of like that weren't on the maxi single? Because uh, there are plenty. Yeah. And is there any that stood out to you? Definitely. Um, yeah, I love, you know, I put the acapella out and I really did that because I, I wanted to hear other people's versions, you know, of the song. I think it's really cool to be able to collaborate in that sense with other artists <clears throat> around the world. And I really like um, this guy, Silent J. He also yeah. goes by, um, I think, yeah, Nap King Cole. Nap King yeah. Cole. <laughs> and he is from Australia and he's a part of the group Hiatus Coyote. Oh, mad. Yes, and he did his own little remix that's only on his Instagram, I think. 
He posted an Instagram video of it, and that's how I saw it. But it's really, really beautiful. It's very, like, low-key, really slow and sweet. Yeah. Very minimal. And then I like J-Rob's version um, from Selection. His is, like, very hype. Yeah. So upbeat and just... I've seen so many um, choreographies to it, Mm. and I think that's really cool. And who else's remix do I like? There is another one. Um, oh, Slom. Slom from South Korea. Yeah. His remix is really nice too. Yeah, have you met him? Because he's quite like affiliated with a lot of guys that end up going out there into like cake shop and stuff in Seoul. Yes, I met him when I performed in Korea this year. Cool. And um, he's so sweet. Um, he also was in LA recently. He's been working with my friend Kiefer a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's really exciting to hear what they're cooking up. I need to hear that as well. Yeah, so you're really into dancing as well, right? Like, you have backup dancers with you on, on your tours and, and, and you do a lot of dancing while you sing. Was it a challenge to learn to dance and sing at the same time or did it just kind of come naturally from doing that from childhood or out of the womb into adulthood? So the only time I was able to have dancers were in my LA show and my San Diego show. I really want to be able to bring dancers on tour. Um, But that's going to take, it's going to come. The time will come. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Speaking that into existence. (laughs) Um, But it wasn't as, I mean, it's difficult for sure. Like, controlling my breathing and having you know stamina all of that (laughs) it's very difficult but it wasn't I will I I would say that it wasn't that bad because I don't know as a little girl I just loved dancing and I loved singing and I feel like doing the choreography it's times 10 of what I do on stage, which is kind of just groove out or whatever, you know, it's, yeah. So, um, overall, like I really like to move, like move and feel the music. Um, and I grew up doing choreography. So when I was in high school, I was like, that's all I did. I wasn't even really into music, like recording and singing at that time. I was more so into choreography. So I was a part of a lot of dance teams and we would go to all these competitions. So in that sense, it was kind of natural for me. Um, And I really, I love it. I want to bring it back. And I've always loved like watching Aaliyah and Missy Elliott and even like NSYNC and Britney Spears, like all those artists, like that was incorporated into their shows and I mean I feel like in the 90s and of course like before that shows were like big you know like they would go all out so yes exactly so um I grew up like watching that and admiring that so for my first show I really wanted to do that yeah if you had to define Joyce Rice or you or your music, let's say, uh, using one song inside or outside of your own discography, what would it be? Inside or outside? Yeah, Meaning it could be someone else's music? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I love Brandy, I Want to Be Down. Yeah. I feel like that is just 
I love that so much. And whenever my friends hear it, they're like, Joyce, it's your song. Like everyone knows. Um, so I guess that would really, um, I guess you said define yeah. Joyce Rice. Yeah. And you like a lot of inspiration. Yeah. Like a lot of, I mean, I am a, I guess like whatever comes out of me yeah. when I'm writing or recording or doing melodies, it's all coming from what I've admired, like mm. growing up, who I've admired growing up and what, um, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like what, um, has really inspired me. So it's just, yeah, that's what it is. And so, um, hmm, like what, and from my own personal discography, I mean, I mean, I love, I would say good morning is definitely a true reflection yeah. of me. And then I also really love home alone too. home alone is my favorite. Yeah. That's so, emotional. yeah. So those songs. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I'm flying around with these questions. So, um, you started out kind of doing covers on YouTube, didn't you? Yeah, there was a day when I was listening to Rain or Shine by Dom Kennedy and it said featuring Joyce and I made the connection. I was like, oh my gosh, this is actually Joyce Rice singing the like hook on this and like it sounds amazing. Do you have like a, a favorite song from that era of Joyce Rice or like a favorite feature that you've done? So uh, I've worked with Dom Kennedy, Polyester, polyester and... I really, I guess, one song, I, I wouldn't say, like, it's something I really like. Like, I like that song. Okay. Um, but the most, like, memorable experience would be um, the song I did with Dom Kennedy and Too Short. Which one's that? So, it's, it doesn't say featuring Joyce Rice. Okay. But um, at the end, I'm singing, girl, we just boning, girl, we just boning. <laughs> so for me, every time I hear that, I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe I can't believe I was singing that. That's so funny. But it's cool. Like, I love Too Short. And I love, like, those kinds of songs that are probably, like, really extreme. Yeah. Um, but... I'll never forget. It was like me, Dom, Iman Omari, Rick from THC, and like a bunch of, I think, the overdose uh, group, the, the members. And um, yeah, they were just like, oh, how about this? And then I, I just sang that line again. Um, and it's really, it's a fun song. So that one, I'm like, I'll never forget it. Like, yeah, I just love that. Fun. Yeah. And then to be like featured with Too Short is really cool. Yeah. Um, but I guess my favorite, I really like the polyester song I did for his project. And I think it's called We Go. And it's with Casey Veggies. And Dom Kennedy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love so. that song. This is for the hustlers. Oh, no, I don't know that one. My bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. All the way gone. Oh, yeah. All the way gone. Okay. He's all I ever wanted. Menace to Society. Oh, my gosh. That's a tune. That's a really good song. This song is so good. Yeah. 
I really love this song. Yeah. The vibe. Yeah. He's like my favorite rapper. Like. I love this song. It's just those chords that like, they Yeah, Polly. And I love his voice too. I really like Freddie Gibbs' voice. He's very sexy to me. Like back in 2014. Because he's like, yeah, one of my favorites. Yeah, so who would you say are some of the lesser known people involved in getting you to where you are now in your life and career? So just like shout outs. Who are the lesser known people that have contributed to my career? Or that have been instrumental in Joyce Rice? Mm. Um, Polyester the Saint. Shout out to Polyester. Dom Kennedy. Chasen Dreit, um, Ariel Publico, <laughs> um, and <clears throat> I was going to say, oh, Sir, definitely Sir, um, and his brother, um, D Smoke, Tiffany Goucher. Um, yeah, those are a lot of people who. Um, I guess maybe some people don't know that I've worked with and that really contributed to like um, the beginning of like when I didn't have management and when I would just I was just in L.A. um, when I was in college and just trying to um, meet people Um, and also like Sean G. And then I met my friend Todd. Sean DJ. Sorry, my bad. Sean G is a DJ. Yeah. Um, in LA, who used to, uh, um, DJ Shanji, who, um, he used to be like the DJ for Pactive. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And Drew Bird, too. Okay, yeah. And even back then, I was like, I'm Shanji. So, um, yeah, those are some people. And then, but now I have amazing management like Jasmine, who's very helpful. Say hey. <laughs> Damn, I didn't get that on video. <laughs> and really then, <laughs> what video is this? Because yeah, I'm just you, taking all these little videos. And then, like, saving them. Yeah, I'm okay, saving yeah, them. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll post that's them later. Right? Yeah, okay. that's, that's perfect. Do you want one shouting out yourself? No. It's and then okay. you can, like, double tap and have it. Like, <laughs> your girl. <laughs> Yeah, cool. Uh, and yeah, what misconceptions would you say people have about you or your music? I love asking that question. Misconceptions. Yeah. Um, I mean, one thing someone, um, this A and R had asked me, like, or he, like, for example, Good Morning. Mm. Um, he was saying like. Oh, when you made that song, like, were you trying to be, like, were you going for this 90s R&B feel? Because it sounds like Aaliyah. And, I mean, a lot of people have said that it sounds like Aaliyah, which is a huge compliment for me. But I think maybe a misconception that some people have is that I'm trying to emulate or like i'm trying to do this r&b 90s r&b sound and i'm really not trying um 
I feel like again when I'm making the these mu- these songs, mm. whether it's you know me just freestyling over the beat um, in my own space and then developing it with another writer or producer, yeah. um, it's always just naturally what I feel. Yeah. So I'm not thinking like okay I like 90s R and B and I want to do it like. Aaliyah or you know it's just something that just comes out of me um so it's really cool that like people can compare it to like these legendary um artists um but I think that also is just because I grew up listening to it and I really was like a nerd with album liner notes and just again with the maxi singles listening to the acapellas and instrumentals I just that was like my education or not my education, but like that's what I was doing every day, all day. And when you do anything every day, all day, um, like Kiefer, who is like an amazing pianist and producer, like he, okay, nice. Like, you know, like he studied the hell out of doing that. And that's why he is what he is. And I'm not saying that I'm like this, master of like music or anything like that but that like I guess to answer your question about this misconception of me trying to do 90s R&B or be like these artists it's just what I've um really listened to growing up and so that's maybe why that people could think that so what are your plans for 2018 and do you have any upcoming collaborations that you can tell us about um, my plans for 2018, um, I want to tour more and, um, working on a new project. Um, and I'm not going to be like too <laughs> specific just cause things yeah, things change. Um, but yeah, my goal is to go on some more international tours and work on a new project so that I can, I really want to do a U.S. tour for sure um and yeah collaborate more with my favorite producers and meet more new artists and songwriters and definitely do a japanese song (laughs) whether it's a little bit or piece um but yeah those are my goals for now and i've i will say yes i've been very fortunate to meet a lot more producers and songwriters that I feel truly honored to be able to work with. Yeah. So that's what I will say are my plans for 2018. Thank you, thank you so much for being part of this interview. Or thank you, thank you. I don't know what I'm saying now. Thank you so much for giving me your time. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. Honto ni arigatou gozaimasu. Yoroshiku ne.